welcome to the asylum. And now, your hosts, Rick Flieger and Rick Briggs. It's a Friday night, Rick. We're almost a week three. Welcome to the Asylum Fantasy Sports Show, a proud member of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Check out ours and a ton of other great fantasy shows over at FullTimeFantasy.com, at FullTimeFantasy on the tweeters. And, of course, you can follow your boys, AsylumFantasySports.com, at AsylumFootball on tweeters. And if you want to be part of the mailbag, you got to do it, AsylumFootball at gmail.com. And for the love of God, use your real name unless you have one of those <laughs> stupid names and call yourself Frank. I can't take it anymore, Rick. Who was it, the Shockmeister? Is that what he called Shock him? Shockmaster, don't you remember? He didn't write back in, did he? No. I don't look at the mailbag. Rick, Rick takes care of no, that. No, he so did not. The shockmaster did not do that. Scared that putz away. Thank God. So, all right, Rick. Week three. Still, I'll tell you what. Friday night. A lot of questions still up in the air. Going to be tough to do this gig. I, I, I miss the uh, the questionable, doubtful. What, what was the other one? Probable. Probable. Yeah, yeah I, I miss that. Keep it's your hard. eye on Mark Andrews. He's dealing with a foot injury. James uh, Connor, Cam Connor, Newton. Cam Newton. So many question marks yeah, this week that so. still aren't resolved. But, uh, guys, we do know resolve. What we can resolve is I will stand up here publicly. I'm that kind of guy. I sucked last week in every way. My starts and sits were pathetic. My game picks, when we get to that, were awful. I think we were good in our questions, from what I remember. I haven't been tracking any type yeah, of percentage. Yeah, the questions were okay. Um, I was horrible in every way Straight up, week. you were 8-8. Eight and eight, Awful. And I was... Nine and seven. Yeah. So I mean, neither one of us set any records against the line. You were losing people money, which is which is yeah. shameful. Yeah, you, I shouldn't you were do six that. and ten. I was eight and eight. So you um, only lost the juice with you, but you lost the mortgage payment if you went with me. But I redeemed myself this week, Rick. I'm back. I'm going to make it right. You'll see. I got this. We'll see. All right. Well, let's get right into it. Rick starts and sits for week three. I'll let you start it. Who is Rick Briggs going to start at quarterback this week? Starting at quarterback, if I can find it, you go first. All right. Well, I'm so prepared. I can't find anything. (laughs) If you listen to Wednesday's show, Rick has another typed up packet of show prep. So, of course, you can't find anything. It was in a crumpled bar napkin in his breast pocket. He'd have no problem coming across. Did Did you just pull out a flash drive? Who the hell are you? What is happening? You've got show prep on a flash drive. Ninety-year-old drunk just pulls a flash drive out of his pocket like it was no. I I beg to differ. (laughs) I'm not ninety. I can't believe what I just. All right, I'll pull it together here. Rick, I am going to start written down on a piece of notebook paper. One, Jameis Winston. It's been a rocky road for his career and through two games this year. That Giants team just stinks. They're bad. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see this game with what they can do offensively with Daniel Jones. But what I do know is the defense is no good. Chris Godwin really surging. I've got to think Mike Evans reverts back to the mean here a little bit. So if I can get two 
semi-decent games out of those guys. I think Jameis Winston is a candidate for 300 yards, two touchdowns. He'll throw some absurd pick in there as well, but I think 302 touchdowns. If you lost Ben Roethlisberger, if you lost Drew Brees, if you're worrying about Cam Newton, if you lost Nick Foles, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Jameis Winston, I think, can, can be what we hoped he would be, at least this week in New York. I'm right with you, and in this, on the same vein with, with injuries with your Roethlisberger, Breeze, um, Josh Rosen. I mean, excuse me, Allen, yeah, not Rosen, Rosen, against Cincinnati. Yeah. I, I mean, I really think that he's just one of those dynamic guys. He's, he's racking up the points. And Buffalo looks good. I mean, they're playing a bad team, don't get me wrong, but I think he, that he can certainly throw up enough numbers, and that defense is going to be tough nut to crack for Cincinnati, and he'd be a good start. Well, I'll tell you what, Lamar Jackson getting a lot of hype, and deservedly so. Kyler Murray getting a lot of hype, and you deservedly bet. so. We're not talking about Josh Allen enough. He might be getting close to that conversation with the way he runs the ball now that he looks more like a professional passer where he can't be on this list because he's a guaranteed write-it-in starter every week. He's not there yet. I think we're underrating what Josh Allen has done this year in the context of the absurd numbers that Patrick Mahomes is putting up, that that so many of these guys are putting up, and then behind Jackson and Murray. I think Josh Allen fits that mold of those two guys. They're all similar players, and I think he's heading in that direction. All right, running back, Rick, is your flash drive up, or do you want me to go first at the running back position? No, running back, I think, uh, you know, after last week, maybe someone soured a little bit on him, but uh, don't give up a Marla Mack going up against Atlanta, pretty vulnerable against the run. Uh, Indianapolis is going to have to establish that run game too. So, I mean, get Marla Mack in your lineup if you if you was thinking on maybe, you know, somebody else. Right, right. yeah. He, he's always on that fringe. We get plenty yeah. of Marla Mack questions. I'm going to stick with that same game, Rick, and go with Devontae Freeman. This is based on only my gut, truthfully, that he can't be this bad, and he has been <laughs> – pathetic through two weeks this is a dynamic professional running back who has held a ton of fantasy value in the past and i was pretty excited about him coming into taking coleman out and you were pulling your underwear over your head for right so i I mean so maybe this is me still hope wishful thinking i i don't know what it is but He's still a good running back, and they've got some questions on the offensive line, I guess, but I have to think this this is the situation. This is the place where he breaks out. Oh, you're going up against Philly in that front. What's left of it is pretty tough. The matchup they had in week one in Minnesota, this kind of lets off now here a little bit. Maybe they get in the flow, and really, I think for that offense to really, truly flow, I think it's still got to go through uh, Devontae Freeman. All right, Rick, uh, wide receiver, who you start? You know, this was kind of a tough one because usually with wide receivers, you know, you'll you'll start your normal guys. But I'll tell you what, against the pass, what are you doing over Whoa, there? Whoa! I just slammed <laughs> my beer off of the uh, the uh, spit guard. Yeah, here. I mean that that that's getting uh, pretty rude over there. Quite frankly, pardon me. I mean, I just Nelson Aguilar. You know, with with the you know, by you may attrition, not, right? Well, by attrition and by the fact that he performs when he's able to, and it looks like he's going to be able to yeah. to be playing. And he's going to have to. Right? Exactly. He's in a, he's in a and against, and he's playing Detroit. 
that you like to say. Detroit. Yeah, so, I mean, I think he's a must-start with that Philadelphia Sorry, offense. Sorry, no account. Detroit That's line. right. This one might be kind of shtick, Rick, but at the same time, in a deeper league, in a you know three-receiver, two-flex mm-hmm. type of league, I'm going to start him. I'm starting him in the Scott Fishbowl this week, which is sort of that kind of kind of uh, league. Miko Hardman this week for the Chiefs going up against the Ravens. Here's all I'm basing this on. But I kind of believe in stuff like this, that right now, Andy Reid, right now Patrick Mahomes are so good, they're playing games with people just waiting to get to January. So in the absence of Tyreek Hill, and week one we saw Sammy Watkins go nuts, just go crazy. And week two we saw Demarcus Robinson just go nuts, just go crazy. I think it's Hardman's time, right? It's his Why turn. Not? You know, he had a couple catches, found it last week. I think this is the week it's a big one. I think this could be a shootout, too, as well as Lamar Jackson's playing. There's going to be enough to go around. You know, they're going to have to pick somebody to take away. That's still not a very good secondary right now in Baltimore. I think in a deeper league, I, huge ceiling, I guess, is where I'm mm-hmm. at. If you're, you know, if you're dealing with a banged up receiver, if you've got a Deshaun Jackson, if you've got a Tyreek Hill, Tyreek, yeah. well, yeah, but you, <laughs> you've been dealing with that. But some of these guys are nicked up. It's kind of shtick based on that, but I tend to buy into stuff like that. Right. I, I'm going to go with Hardman this and week. And good, good news for Tyreek Hill owners. Apparently, he was seen in the locker room, no sling, dribbling basketballs with both arms, and looks like he was yeah. felt hardly any discomfort. It's so. just probably a matter of being able to take a hit at this right. point, probably. All right, Rick, let's go to sit. So this sounds so dumb. There aren't any quarterbacks left to sit with all the injuries and retirements and such. But Baker Mayfield. I'm yeah. sitting Baker Mayfield against the Rams. They're fifth overall, and they're seventh against the pass, and he has looked miserable. Yeah, he was at the top of my list. You don't have anybody better, and you have to start this guy, but temper expectations on Carson Wentz this week. I know the Lions stink, and they're sorry. They're a no-account franchise, the Detroit Lions. You can only go so far with no weapons, none of your weapons available to you. Uh, Offensive line banged up. Peter's banged up and not playing that well before he got banged up. I'm a little worried about Carson Wentz this week. Now, again, you have nobody better. You're going to start him, but temper your expectations. How about running back, Rick? You got to sit Joe Mixon. Yeah. There's – he has shown nothing. Look, I know he's been dealing with, with injury to that foot and ankle. But going up against that Buffalo defense, and Cincinnati is last in the in the league in rushing. Buffalo is tenth against the rush. I I tell you what, it's going to be if they have any chance, it's going to be riding on Andy Dalton's arm. Yeah, John Ross and Tyler Boyd. It's not going to be on that run game. Look, I I put up Gio Bernard as as a start last week, thinking, <laughs> well, yeah, it, they just can't that. But this is the year he finally puts it together. It isn't. He sucks. He sucks. <laughs> the offensive line sucks. Yeah, no, that, that's and, and that was no secret. We we covered that when we covered the AFC North. It June totally July, sucked. Yeah. It, yeah, it was. It's just Jerry rigged together, and, and it looks like it now. Yeah, and look, I think Joe Mixon will get right. 
but it ain't going to be against the Buffalo Bills. That, that defense is the real deal. You know, for me, this is kind of a cop-out, but, you know, if you're looking for deep for that second running back, Adrian Peterson, you know, kind of uninspiring and an easier matchup against Dallas, now playing against the Bears. Again, this isn't where he gets it going. This isn't going to be a type of game where they can give him the 28 carries he needs to produce anything, Adrian Peterson. Again, I, I don't know how much people are chomping at the bit, and if you're Thinking about Adrian Peterson, you're in a bad enough spot where you're probably going to have to start him anyhow. Exactly. All right, wide receiver, Rick. Robbie Anderson. Uh, You have to have him on your bench. I know you probably drafted him as your wide receiver two, maybe your wide receiver three, something like that. But until Darnold's back and Darnold's back in full health and actually targeting Robbie Anderson, he's basically a – you know, up for drop, let alone sit. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell may die, you know, as much as he wanted out of Pittsburgh. You know, with this situation, he had those yeah. 10 catches last week and just got pounded every single time. And that's going to be their only offense with Luke Falk, you know, at the quarterback. Right. Do you know who the backup quarterback is right I have now no for the idea. I didn't even know it was Luke Falk after yeah. Trevor Simeon. So Joe, do you know he got who the killed. backup to Luke Falk is? It's certainly not the Peter man. <laughs> it's Le'Veon Bell. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, the Peter man's out for the year. He's still part of the raid. I wish they could bring yeah. the Peter man in. For me, uh, Tyrell Williams this week, Rick, dealing with a bit of a hit pointer. Don't like that matchup with Minnesota. You know, he's just presumably going to draw Xavier Rhodes or Xavier Rhodes, as he now wants to be called, as if there's a difference. <laughs> Shut down Julio Jones. Shut down who they play last week. I'm blanking on it. Uh, Oakland? Kansas City. No, Minnesota. Oh, played uh, Green Bay. Green Bay and and limited – didn't really shut down Devontae Adams, but I think limited him a little bit. Going to be tough sledding coming off an injury. I think that Oakland offense is going to struggle against Minnesota. They look really good this year. I'm going to throw in a bonus this one, a tight end, Rick, a bonus sit. (laughs) Okay. Will, I thought you were going to say Dante Moncrief. Well, yeah, we could throw him out there. Because I save all the Dante Moncrief stick for you because you are very, very angry at, at the poor young man. But Will Disley this year, don't buy those numbers, what you saw last week coming out of that uh, Steeler game. They are pathetic against tight ends. They are pathetic in the short middle of that defense. Not going to have the same type of success even against the Saints. That was a blip on the radar. Don't spend all your free agent dollars on Will Disley this week. Yeah, and uh, but go ahead and start George Kittle, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he he may have 27 catches this right. week. There's every possibility of that. All right, Rick, let's get right into it. Game picks. Uh, we'll start out. My mind just went blank there for a minute. Did you start see that? off? I just blanked out. You do that a lot. I'm going to start out with... I think it's that vaping. It might be. They say that's going to kill me. Yeah, man. you can't put Roundup in that thing <laughs> and sucked on it. I mean, it's... It, you know, <laughs> but it just, makes my... Just because it looks less similar, I mean, it's not the same thing. But it makes my ears feel tingly. <laughs> I like it. All right, Rick. The Bengals plus six at Buffalo. Who'd have thought Buffalo would be laying six to anybody this year? Yeah, you got that right. Um, the, the plus six... Cincinnati got spanked last week. Buffalo, I think, is a real deal, and I, I think they win this game. But for somehow, even if it's garbage time, late touchdown, I'm having Cincinnati cover. I'm going to have Buffalo take them 24-21. Boy, I struggled with this one. Looking at just the way the two teams performed last week, how inept the Cincinnati Bengals yeah. looked. 
Then I look back to how impressed I was with the way they played in week one in Seattle. And then I look at, and this is so dumb to pick games this way, but it's just the way my rotten mind works. I don't think I'm ready to live in a world yet where the Buffalo Bills start out 3-0. and I just don't see it. I'm going to take the Bengals here outright mm, by hook wow. or by crook. I'm going to take them 23-20. to Okay. I just don't think Buffalo's a 3-0 and team. I, I really they, – if they'd have lost one of the first two, I'd have felt completely different about that game, which tells you all you need to know if you're betting with me this week. <laughs> all right, Rick, I love these lines every week. It's like college games. The Dolphins plus 21-and-a-half down in Jerry World. Yeah, uh, that it's it's funny, isn't it? Uh, where did you ever see NFL lines like this ever? We have two games in the twenties. I believe it's the first time it's happened in over thirty years. I heard. And and the worst part is, is I'm t- picking Dallas to cover. I have Dallas winning thirty seven ten. Not quite as bad as what New England did to them. But I'm going thirty seven ten. Yeah, I mean, last week I took the points with the. With the Patriot against the Patriots, just thinking it's the NFL as bad as this team is, it just doesn't happen. There's a reason you don't see these lines in the NFL, and I might have been off on that one by 25 points. So the Dolphins are just that pathetic. They're only getting worse. I'm going to do it. I can't believe it. I'm going to lay 21 and a half here. I'm going to take Dallas 41 to nine, and frankly, I don't know how Miami gets to nine. All right, Rick, the Broncos catching eight plus eight at Lambeau. When's the last time you saw the Broncos catching eight? Seems odd, I, doesn't it's, it? Yeah, it's very strange. I, look, I'm going Green Bay, going undefeated. I have them winning, but I'm going to take Denver to cover. I, I have Green Bay winning 23-18. to 18. Aaron Rodgers has been very less than spectacular, right. but the defense has been really good. And that Denver offense is really bad. This this could be thirty three ten, and I wouldn't balk at it either. Yeah, but but I'm going twenty three eighteen, and I'm going to go uh, Denver to cover. Yeah, Vegas is good because that line forces you to take Denver to cover, right? To right. your point, I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay beat them by twenty. Yeah. But eight's just a whole lot delay. The Packers' offense hasn't looked that dominating. Joe Flacco has been horrific, and I expect <laughs> it to continue. But I think, you know, they could keep it within a touchdown, which is still a cover. So I'm the same thing. I got the Packers here winning, but I got it by a touchdown, 27-20. So I got the Packers win, Broncos cover. All right. All right. Falcons plus catching a point and a half heading into Indianapolis. Yeah, that's uh, that surprised me, to be honest with you. Look, Indianapolis looks pretty good, but Vinatario missed three uh, extra points. So there's your difference right there. I'm going Atlanta 24, Indianapolis 21. So I'm taking Atlanta to win and to cover. Yeah, yeah. So the Falcons win this thing outright. Yeah, I I think this one wasn't even a thought for me. I'm not sure what the – this line I can't explain. It doesn't really matter. I think the the Falcons win this one relatively easily. Something late in garbage time for the Colts. I got the Falcons here, 31-26. All right, Rick, what's going to be the game of the week? I'm going to be paying attention to this one is the Ravens catching six and a half head to Arrowhead take on the Chiefs. i tell you what, this is going to be a great game. It, Look, everybody thinks that Kansas City's offense is, is the leading offense in the league. You know, it's Baltimore's. Right now. Right. And um, th- this could be a real classic game. But, I s- look, they're an arrowhead. That That's a three-point advantage right there. And I'm, I'm picking Kansas City as a better team. 
So I'm going 34-26. So I'm having Kansas City actually win and cover. Yeah, our numbers are very serious. Good Lord. Very similar. You know, I don't know which is funnier. When you start speaking gibberish or when you just give me that <laughs> black stare. stare. Off into space. <laughs> I'm having issues lately. I, I got to get this straight. CTE out. maybe? I don't uh, know. Could, could be, except I've never done anything manly enough to hit my head. <laughs> well, but. you get drunk and fall and hit it sometimes. So That could be it. You get CTE from that, couldn't you? I don't see why not. All right, Repeated well, blows to the head. <laughs> we're You're always go falling face first somewhere. Anyhow, I wouldn't be stunned. If Lamar Jackson comes in and completely falls on his face, I'm just saying I wouldn't be stunned. However, right now, good times are rolling. Things are going good. I think the Chiefs still win this one. To ask that team, to ask that quarterback to go on the road and beat that team, I don't see it happen. But I think they keep it close enough to cover. That 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 hook, that half point made a big yep. difference for me. I'm going to take the Chiefs here, 33-27. So I got the Chiefs, but I'm going to have the Ravens cover that. Okay. Thing. All right, Rick, the Raiders getting nine heading into Minnesota. You know, and this, this is a, a classic example of where that – thing they're begging that, you to take over. that line got me and they did i got minnesota winning this game because kirk cousins and that offense has been so anemic save for delvin cook i'm going minnesota wins but i'm going 30 to 22 oh wow so i'm gonna have oakland cover okay. by one point i can't get to a scenario where even as bad as cousins has been oakland is going to go up there and put up any type of big amount of points as well as that Vikings defense has been playing. They've looked downright scary at times, especially I might be hanging on too much to what happened against Atlanta in the first week. Aaron Rodgers found his way around them a little bit last week. I still think they're that much better. I got the Vikings winning and covering 27-13. to right. Here's another one, Rick. Even more ridiculous than the last is the Jets getting 23 Heading into New England. It's insane. Um, Two over 20. I am I did what you did last week, and maybe I shouldn't have because your record was so pitiful last week. <laughs> Shut but up. But you said, you know, I could talk myself into, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, I did. I talked myself into, you know, would it, would it shock me if New England won 37-13? I, no, it wouldn't. Well, then I did a little... You know, arithmetic. Arithmetic. And that's 24 points. Right. <laughs> so I'm going New England 37, Jets 13, and they, uh, New England win and cover. And what I learned, and I should have known better because I guess I didn't learn it. I guess what I forgot or what I discounted is Bill Belichick living for these moments to where he can humiliate somebody, to where he can kill you, wake you up, and kill you again just because he can't, because he's an evil scoundrel is what he is. And so you know, it, it's Luke Falk. God bless him and the whole Falk family. But right. I'm sorry. I got the Patriots here 47-16. It's just <laughs> – uh, yeah, it shouldn't happen, but Belichick will relish relish this opportunity to just run them into the ground. All right, Rick, the no account, sorry, pathetic <laughs> Detroit Lions getting six and a half heading to Philadelphia, and I don't think it's enough. I, I'm, Philadelphia has some troubles on the offensive line. They had the health problems with the wide receivers, but I just think I think they're a better team. I'm going Philadelphia twenty eight, Detroit twenty. All right. Well, I'm going to do it, Rick. You did. You, they kill you. Every time. 
The Eagles, they're banged up. Carson Wentz is banged up, hasn't looked that good. None of the wide receivers are going to be there. Alshon Jeffrey, even if he plays, is dealing with that calf. They haven't gotten the running game going. The defense injuries all along that defensive line. I don't know how. I don't know why. Rick, the Detroit Lions <laughs> win this game no, outright, no. 23-21 over the Philadelphia Say Eagles. It ain't so. <laughs> Write it down. Call that book. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, Rick. Th- this line's been on and off the board depending on what uh, what happens with Cam Newton. We're going to go with the initial line as the Panthers getting two and a half or laying two and a half, I'm sorry, at Arizona. Arizona plus two and a half at home. And, yeah, with Cam Newton in a walking boot, and even if he does play, he, there's just something not right about him, man. And – this whole thing with Arizona and Kylie, Kyler Murray, yeah, they're o one and one. I see one one and one out of these guys. I'm going Arizona twenty three, Carolina twenty two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, accounting for you know whatever happens with Cam Newton, I'm, I'm the and same. And this isn't like two and o Carolina that you might expect no. coming into Arizona. This is o and two licking yeah. their wounds, Carolina Panthers. Yeah, don't look good. Kyler Murray is good enough, especially back at home, even against. Yeah, you know, Carolina's still playing a pretty decent brand of defense, but yeah, I think the Cardinals and, and Kyler Murray get their first win. So I got the Cardinals out right here, twenty seven twenty three. The New York football giants, Rick, and new quarterback Daniel Jones getting six and a half and going into Tampa Bay. That's a big number going to Tampa Bay, as pathetic as they've been. It is, but um, I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, I'm going Tampa Bay 30, New York Giants 23 by seven. So I'm going Tampa wins and covers. Oh. That giant defense just not look good at all. Yeah. If I hadn't made the ridiculous Lions pick, I'd have taken the Giants here. I, I, I'm I'm excited. Daniel Jones and Mason Rudolph, we'll, we'll get to that game here shortly. A couple of guys I'm really excited about. I don't know if it's enough to win in your debut on the road, but I think they keep it close. I, I almost see Tampa getting out to a big one and the Giants kind of coming back and falling just short. That's how I envision this thing going. So I got Tampa to win this thing, but I got the Giants covering 29-24. I have the Tampa Bay Bucks winning this game. Okay. All right, Rick, the Texans getting three and a half, head out to L.A., take on the Chargers. You know, the Chargers should be 2-0. They imploded last week and cost themselves a victory. Houston played a pretty good uh, defensive game last week, although Jacksonville defense doesn't really scare anybody. I'm going the Chargers in a tough one, 27-25, which means I have the Chargers winning, but I have Houston covering. Houston looked so bad, so bad. In that game, even in a win against Jacksonville last week. The Chargers looked so bad in that loss in Detroit last week. Wait, did they didn't? Yeah, they lost. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, they had two touchdowns called right, back. Right. And, I don't know why I just questioned yeah. myself on that one. 
I think the Chargers are a much better football team, and I think they pay the price for the Chargers and Phil Rivers saying, all right, that, I ain't that dude, <laughs> you know what I mean, that puts up that type of performance. I think the Chargers win this one and win it fairly easily, so I've got them winning and covering 31-20. to 20. All right, Rick, the Saints, boy, you wouldn't have thought this would have been the line before. Catching only four, getting four at Seattle. Yeah, and they're heading to Seattle without Drew Brees. It doesn't bode well for the Saints. I like Seattle 24, New Orleans 17, which means they win and cover the Saints. Yeah, I got the Seahawks here 30-17, to 17, and, and I honestly wonder if Teddy Bridgewater can produce 17 points. I wonder if I'm being too generous there. All right, Rick, Mason Rudolph, the Steelers, the 0-2 Steelers, getting 6.5. Boy, I wonder what this line would have been if Ben was healthy. Steelers getting 6.5 in San Francisco. And I, like I said earlier on uh, the show Wednesday, I'm starting to believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. He's looking like a, a quarterback with a lot of confidence, with a lot of weapons, balanced run game. I'm going San Francisco 24, Pittsburgh 23, which means San Francisco wins, but Pittsburgh covers. Yeah, I'm kind of envisioning the same scenario I brought up with the Giants in Tampa Bay, where Mason Rudolph comes out, has a hard time finding his way, Steelers give up some points because that's what Keith Butler really likes to do on that defense is give up points and start to make a little run more towards the end. But ultimately, it for me, it's the 49ers here, 23-17. So that gives me the Niners winning, but the Steelers covering. All right. All right, on to Sunday night football. The Rams laying three on the road in Cleveland. Yeah, I... That, to me, is not enough. Baker Mayfield's been playing. Baker Jared Goff hasn't been playing all that well. But, man, I'll tell you what, that Rams defense, I love the Rams here. I have the Rams winning 34-24, which means they win in cover. Yeah, we're almost exactly there. I got the Rams 33-24. This Browns team has proven to be all hype, and, and that's what I'm seeing out of them. So, and then Monday night football, boy, I don't know how they ended up picking this one. It's it's just as bad to uh, <laughs> is when they get Miami and Pittsburgh and in a few weeks. But the Bears laying four on the road at the Redskins. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, with what I've seen with Chicago so far, I have found out one thing for sure with Chicago. They have found their kicker. <laughs> yeah, they got that okay. going for them. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know, Washington's been playing better than I thought they would, and Chicago's playing a lot worse than I thought they would. I have Chicago winning. 24-22, which means I have them winning, but I got Washington covering wow. at home. Okay, so here's my thing with this game. Washington has been playing better than I expected, but where they've been playing better than I expected is on offense. They've been worse than I expected on defense. Now, a lot of that's mitigated by Mitch Trubisky being pathetic and sorry, but I don't know how the Redskins score on, on this Bears defense. As rough of a start has been for that offense, that defense has been about what we expect. So I think it's not an embarrassment blowout in any in any way. But I got the Bears here 20-13, to 13, which gives them the win and the cover. Okay, so we got to roll right along and That's get right. to... got mail 
asylumfootball at gmail.com at asylumfootball on Twitter. That's your part. Get the questions in. What do we have in your little bag this week, Rick? Give us your first name. Okay. Give us some um, scoring oh, some uh, settings yes. in your league, like PPR. Is it standard? I don't need to know bonuses and all that crap, but you know, I need to know what format it is, okay? All right, Sandy writes in. Sandy. And this one, I and I don't really know why I took this one, because I don't think it's that close, but I, I think this is the, the angst that people are getting with Jameis Winston. Okay. Uh, Jameis Winston or Jacoby Brissett? Oh yeah, that's Winston. It's not even Winston was my start of the week, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Brissett could be a safe play, I guess, because Winston, yeah, his ceiling's so high, but his floor is equally as low. I, right. I get that, but no, nah, don't don't overthink this one. Yeah, I, I with don't the, leave points on the on the board. No, and we've been talking about uh, the run game and Bruce Arians and so forth. This offense will start clicking here sooner or later. You think. And you want to have Winston in your lineup when it does. Okay, Cliff writes. Cliff. So that's another quarterback name. name. All right. I mean, cool question. That is a quarterback name. Though. Yeah, Cliff. Cliff Stout. There you go. Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, Cousins is a terrible, terrible quarterback right now. I'm not starting a rookie on the road in his debut. Look, he could just go nuts. He could go all Pat Mahomes in this game. If that happens, eat it, be glad, and roll the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't overdo it right now. Go with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins isn't starting over many quarterbacks right now, but yeah. Yeah, right. Look, if Daniel Jones goes out and throws for 350 and three touches, call me up. I apologize. You know, right. I, I'll apologize. Or just write an email yeah. and call us every filthy yeah. name you can I'll, think of. I'll apologize directly and write it out. Because, look, I think it is a possibility. But just the thought of, in week three, playing a rookie quarterback on the road in his NFL debut, it's just craziness. I can't do it. Arnold writes. Arnold. Adrian Peterson or Derrick Henry in PPR? Is that a serious question? No, it's, it's Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry's mom, and then Adrian Peterson this week right. in that order. Exactly. I, I, I See, and I felt bad having Adrian Peterson as my sit when we did that segment. This is why guys think like this. I know, because it's Adrian Peterson. Right, yeah. Simple as that, yeah. and, and that's the thing. No, his it's – Derrick Henry's a, been the real deal. It's a different – and let's not – yeah, no doubt about it. He hadn't been putting up those 240s like he did at the end of last season. But nice and steady, he's catching a couple of balls a week. He's rendered yes, Deion Lewis worthless at this point. Exactly. Carly writes, now get your little... Uh, Carly. I can't believe we have all these women listeners, as misogynistic as I tend to be. They don't care. They want to win their football game. Fair enough. All right. Pick two wide receivers in PPR. All right. I got my crayon out. Tyrell Williams. Ooh, okay. Stephon Diggs. Allen Robinson. Okay. John Brown. Ooh, okay. DJ Moore. John Brown, DJ Moore. Okay, so so Diggs is write it in, set it, and forget it. I don't care what they have going on Yeah, he's on only there. had three catches all year, but yeah. you still have it, to. He's Stephon Diggs. 
Allen Robinson, I think, is about at that level, even as pathetic as Mitch Trubisky's been. So this comes about, if I didn't have all the Cam Newton questions, this would probably be DJ Moore. I'm going to go with right. John Brown here. As bad as that We're only since. picking two. Oh, I only get two? We're only oh, picking two. It's Diggs and Robinson then. Okay. And any other week, Tyrell Williams would be making an argument. DJ Moore, this actually kind of cleaned up nicely for you. For me, it just came down to Robinson and Brown this right. week. And I'll, I'll go with Robinson with Brown a close third behind him. Okay. Randy writes in. It's a PPR question. All right. James Conner or Royce Freeman? And, you know, if this was week one, we'd be saying you're a moron. Then never delete the show and never listen again. (laughs) Right. But now it's a reasonable question. It really is. Look, if James Conner's healthy, you took him at that one-two turn somewhere, stick with it. I think Jalen Samuels is going to get more work. I I really do, as successful as he's been every time he's coming in, which might benefit Conner a little bit. This offense is going to change. We don't exactly know what it's going to look like, but it couldn't be any worse than it's been the first two weeks. You know, keep an eye on that knee, but but Freeman, I'm not ready to trust yet. No, and here, here's the thing: it, it's James Conner because everything that Rick said. You already you already spent the draft pick on him. You know, of course, monitor the knee, make sure that he's playing. But Royce Freeman hasn't been putting up a hundred yards no, of touch every no. game either. He's been putting up solid flex numbers, right. okay, you know, 50 yards rushing, couple of catches, et cetera, et cetera. It's still not his gig. And until he really starts exerting himself in this, I should say, pathetic offense, right. really, you know, it, it's still not a question. It's James yeah. Conner. Yeah, yeah. Austin writes, blow it up. Oh, already. I like it. Trade offer in PPR. I get Allen Robinson and Derrick Henry. I give Frank Gore and Odell Beckham. Oh, okay, give Gore Beckham. Wish I knew the the rest of his team. Is what I would like uh, yeah. to know. Yeah. On its surface, because if you're getting Derrick Henry to go along with you know, Dalvin Cook. Right. Or are you getting Derrick Henry to go along with freaking Peyton Barber? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what the rest of so your receivers are. So let's look at it are. in a vacuum. You're getting a low-end RB1 and a mid-lean wide receiver 2, low-end wide receiver 2 for a lock down wide receiver 1 and an afterthought running back, probably an RB3. Yeah. <sighs> Assuming you have strength, otherwise at the receiver position, I'd take this deal. But if if Beckham's your one, and then you know, I don't know how far you drip dip to your two. If you've got, I don't know who Rick Tyler Boyd, somebody like that is your two. I don't think I have the guts to do it. If you have another, you know, top fifteen receiver, if you drafted at the turn, which a lot of guys who have Beckham do. I might make this move, but you know, I don't know where Frank Gore is in relation to your running back core. Yeah, that's the thing. And, I mean, Frank Gore had a decent game last week, but, but – He's an afterthought. Yeah, I mean, I'd, of course, he'll be playing 10 years from now while we're, we're, we'll still be saying he's an afterthought. So this is good. You can get <laughs> something for him, right? But you got to give up Beckham in the process. Yeah, and is it worth it? Is Derrick Henry a, a – 
more advantageous gap right. between Frank Gore than you know a, neg- a negative gap between Beckham and Robinson. Yeah. And granted, it's a big gap between both of them, both sides. Um, well, I tell you what, I, I'll be honest with you, Rick. I, I'd be hard pressed to give up Beckham. If I would not yeah. knowing the rest of that yeah. core. All right, we'll we'll go with that. No, but send back in asylumfootball@gmail.com. Give us your roster right. construction, and we'll answer that. Right. Okay, Jamal writes, and I think we sort of covered it already. So, right. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Oh, that's Kyler Murray. Forget I agree about it. I don't like Mayfield in general, and specifically this week against the Rams. I agree. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna like this. One. Oh God. <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna save it for last. <laughs> okay. okay, Larry writes in. Larry, Larry's a good guy. Aguilar or Anthony Miller in PPR. Well, that's Aguilar, and forget about it. They will yeah. not throw the football to Anthony no, Miller. Right. I don't understand well, why. Well, he probably can't see him. Well, that's that, true. Yeah. 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 Um, Aguilar, likely your wide receiver one in Philadelphia this week. Yeah, Larry, I mean, really, until Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller's droppable. Post a 10-catch, 150-yard yeah. game, he's not even playable. He's not even a question. In a redraft league, he's droppable with this. Oh, point. yeah, no doubt about that. Okay, Kit writes. Kit. Like like the Knight Rider. What was his name? The car? It was Kit. No, the the guy, because he'd always say... David Hasselhoff. I can't remember what his name was in the show. Yeah, because he'd always... Kit was the real star. Well, yeah. He kind of reminded you of, like, Hal in, you know, the Space Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's kind of (laughs) creepy. Hasselhoff. Anyway... Kit says, I need a tight end in PPR. All right. And obviously, I don't I don't have any idea. Maybe he drafted or she drafted Najoku and is looking for something off the scrap heap, but it's Najoku, Virgil Green, or Kyle Rudolph. Unfortunately, this is still in Joku. I understand you trying to find anybody else. Actually, I think I would go Virgil Green. You think? He had some catches last week. I guess Reed's, something in Joko hasn't been doing. Yeah. Reed's got concussion. He's not going to be playing. Yeah, Rudolph's. Kyle no. Rudolph is, is – I don't think he has a catch this season. I'd yeah. have to pull the stats up. But I, I don't know. I mean, you're really rolling the dice just trying to chase some points at this point. I'd go with Virgil Green. He's going to be playing. Well, I can live I, with that. Let's do that. What the hell? All right. Last one. Oh, I say you're too giddy for this. I, I want to get angry on. I night. just don't. You know, I, I don't know. I don't want to tell you. Now I have to. You know, not making fun of anything, but Rick has to compose himself. How bad is this name? I don't know. It just kind of struck me as funny. All right, Nini, 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 N E E N I E. Wait, N E E. Nini. That's not even a name, is it? Uh, well, Nini. that's what it's... Like N-E-N-E, I could almost... N-E-E-N-I-E? Yeah, Nini. Nini. Well, if you're going to say it the same way, why wouldn't you spell it the same <laughs> I way? I don't know. Talk to your parents about that and get back to it. That's why absurd. Why didn't they spell eight? E-I-G-H-T. I never could figure that one out when it's A-T-E. Yeah, but if you're using the same... F- pronunciation back-to-back and you spell it differently back-to-back, you're kind of an a-hole, I guess is what I'm saying. 
Change it to N-E-E-N-E-E or don't write into the show again. Well, they wrote in, so we're going to answer. Oh, fair enough. I need a flex in PPR. Okay. Carson. Mozart. Jarvis Landry. That's Carson, and it's not even close. I'd love to know who your running backs are that Chris Carson's in your flex. I don't, I don't Well, I Mozart can, I, looked I, nice. I like I can. I can see the thing. He coughed it up twice. He got put on the bench. Penny was getting a lot of action. Mozart put up touchdown, double-digit fantasy points. You know, even, even though Breida put up even more points, right. double-digit right. points. So, I mean – I I can see that. I mean Landry right now until yeah. I mean Jarvis Landry's almost getting to the point of drop away. Everybody on Cleveland seems to be except yeah. Beckham, um, and Chubb. Um, yeah, you have to go Carson. There, there's no question about yeah, that. If we roll over into a second week of Penny taking work away, we can have this conversation. Until that point, Chris Carson's a. A lock them up number two running back. Yeah, and I'd like to know flex. those other running backs. Yeah. You got Chris Carson in your flex. If you're playing him in your flex. Forget about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I'll take that risk there. Okay, real quick, All right. my friend. Let's do it. I got a little story here that I didn't have time to because I was ranting and raving on Wednesday. This is a story by Bernadette Detron. Um, it was a report, I guess. But an Irish woman, now this is back in December of 2018, so it's not really a news story, All but right. I thought it was very interesting. But an Irish woman made funny news headlines after revealing that she had married the ghost of a 300-year-old Haitian pirate. No kidding. Uh, Amanda Teague, 45 years old and unbothered by the 255-year age difference, <laughs> married the ghost of Jack Teague, a Haitian pirate who allegedly sailed the seven seas in the early 1700s. Uh, the pair first met, if you can call it a meeting, in 2015 when Teague was lying in bed at her home in Drogheda, Ireland. She said she felt a ghostly presence in her room and continued to do so most every night. Six months after first feeling the ghost presence, Teague said she developed feelings for him. <laughs> Together, they made plans to wed. She never said she even talked to him, but they made plans together. All right. Well. The wedding took place on a stormy day in July well, of 2000. Well, it has to be, right? He needs yeah. energy. It was short, small, and functional, the registrar who recorded the marriage. Wait, this was legal? Apparently. What kind of was two horse town is this? And, um, I want to marry the ghost uh, of Marilyn Monroe. The registrar who recorded the marriage was present, as was a medium who Jack Teague was communicating through. Well, I thought she could <laughs> communicate with him. They planned a whole freaking wedding, but then on the day, you got to bring the Teague, New Jersey medium in? Teague, who took her special husband's last name, claims that she is the first person in the U.K. to marry a ghost. Quite possibly true, as it is not legal in the U.K. to marry a deceased person. We sailed into international waters so we could legally marry, Teague said. It's <laughs> Couldn't not, he just float there? <laughs> it's not legal in the U.K. or Ireland to marry a deceased person, so we, so we spoke to some lawyers and did it officially. To be clear, the marriage is not expressly recognized by the law, though Tig says she followed procedures instructed to her by her lawyers that allowed her to bypass certain rules. 
I haven't been challenged yet, Teague said. Probably not. There's nobody get within 10 miles of you, you crazy loon. <laughs> there was one government agent who asked me to explain my situation, and I told him about spirituality and our connection. He just accepted that. <laughs> he just thought, man, she's going to be in a padded room soon. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, there was a registrar who signed off on this thing. Yeah, and, and a medium that. But had, I want to uh, know. Yeah, so they made the wedding plans right with him yeah, there, him yeah. just hanging out in the bed. But then you got to bring in a medium to actually do the vows. Shut yeah. up! Put put her in jail. Put this registrar in jail. And anybody that attended this thing, throw them off the boat into international waters and let them be all become one big happy ghost family. How about that? All right, well, let's get out of here. Good luck in week three. We'll still answer questions right up to kickoff at Asylum Football on Twitter, asylumfootball at gmail.com. Until Wednesday, we'll see you. Take care.